Today's scripture comes from the book of Jude, uh, chapter 1. There's only one chapter in the book of Jude, but verses 17 to 23. This is the word of the Lord. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, I want to invite our brother Jamil uh, to come up and uh, deliver the word of God to us. Let's pray. Father, we are so much thankful to you for, for this wonderful day. And above, we, we ask your grace and favor for today, for your word. Holy Spirit, I want to invite you. Do your work. Talk to us. Talk to me. Help me to, help me to speak your word in your boldness. I am a weakening person, Lord, but I need your boldness. Bless me by your power. I ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So the topic, first I want to say uh, from my wife, from, from my kids, they miss you, they miss good news, they miss everyone. But not about family, about gospel. So. Our, our topic today is a call to be merciful. A call to be merciful. A mission to be merciful. When we see Jude, as Pastor, jo, uh, Pastor uh, Sam already read the passage, we see this passage is about a call. There is an invitation, an invite. A command, a challenge, a charge. It could be an assignment to do, an operation to operate, to do. We are not ordinary people. We are special people. I believe each of us is called one. Each of us. Because we believe we are his children. We are God's children. Being God's children, we are chosen one. We are separated one. We are called one. Because we are called one, we have a mission. We are a chosen one, we have a call. We have an invitation. God, who played his role as a missionary in the world, he sent forth his son as a missionary son. And his son endowed his mandate to save mankind, to save souls. Jude says, be merciful to those who doubt, save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, 
hating even the clothing stained by the corrupted flesh what is mercy and what it is to be merciful it's a blessing that is an act of divine favor or compassion in new testament in the word of god this word has been mentioned 31 times and there is only three times the word is translated with compassion but number of times with pity or mercy we see mercy is the exhibition the demonstration and the exposition of god's mercifulness and it cherished on the whole within the intimate and expressive touch that we found in jesus's ministry mercifulness is god's character and even even in islam that is one of the attribute of god even in in the bible in the church we see god is merciful and that is his characteristics that is one of his characteristics he is merciful and he wants us to be merciful jude in his address to church inspires us to be merciful to have mercy on show mercy towards other people if we see in romans 923 it is mentioned we are objects and vessels of mercy we are supposed to show mercy it is the demonstration of his kingdom of his power how do we see mercy if i'll say just close your eyes for a moment and just see how do you picture mercy in your thoughts what is it what is mercy for you if you will just close your eyes for a moment and just try to try to picturize what is mercy mercy is there jude is saying jude is inspiring us be merciful be merciful be merciful what is it merciful and i believe if you are like me you would be thinking about that it is like showing showing love reaching people providing food helping them because they are needy they they are thirsty providing water clothing the naked sheltering the homeless visiting the sick and the imprisoned people these are the things that comes to our mind whenever we think about mercy people are needy we need we need to help them people are in desperate need we need to show love through merciful acts but what is jude's perspective he is not mentioning here about such type of mercy he is thinking about other type of mercy he is not speaking about such type of activities providing the poor giving food to poor now sometimes it it, it it seems to us tough tough thing but jude is saying be merciful to those who doubt who doubt we need to show mercy these are felt needs i need home i need car i need job i need food i need drink these are felt needs felt needs of everyone but these are not the this is not the real these, these are not the real needs what is the real need of everyone whether a person is so rich he is living on the 5th avenue or whether a poor beggar tattered in clothes what is the real need to know jesus to get saved 
Apostle Jude is insisting on to show mercy to the doubting. What, what is happening? When we are approaching people with that thing, are we able to share about Christ? We, we, we are good to provide money, we are good to give food, we are good to provide clothing. I am not saying these are wrong things. But according to Jude, we need to show merciful acts. And this merciful act expl uh, elaborated by this, we need to remove their doubts. People are under, under great confusion. They are under, uh, they are under great deception. They are, they are in doubtful situation. And for this, we need a capacity for mercy. Because we, we, we are cruel people living in fallen world. We think about us as we uh, repeated in, in, in our corporate prayer or confession. We are such people. We have no capacity for mercy. We can provide food. We can give a cup of water. We can give other stuff, clothing. But we have no time to sit with people and to help them to remove their misconceptions, their objections. They need it. They, they are under doubt. They need it. Paul says in 1 Timothy 1, chapter 1, verses 13 and 16, I am going to read. And I believe it is an exceptional call, and Paul referred it in such a way, even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. Paul is declaring how mercy works in his life. He was able to see mercy in such a way to remove his ignorance, his ignorance, his unbelief. And he's saying, for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of the sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. We are vessels of mercy, and we are supposed to help people to remove their objection. It is not just Pastor Sam's job. It is not just Pastor's job. It is everybody's job. Wherever we are, whatever we are doing, whatever our circles, we need to open our lips. We need to open our lips to speak with them, to sit with them, to start conversation in such a way so they, they would be able to remove their doubts. People are in doubt. They, they have no assurance. You know, it is said that when the story of West India slavery was told to the Moravians, and it was stated that it was impossible to reach the slave population because they were so separated from the ruling classes, the slave people in West Indies. Two Moravian missionaries offered themselves and said, we will go and be slaves on the plantation and work and toil under the lash to get right beside the poor slaves. And instruct them. That was on the, on the missionary's heart. Okay, because there is huge class difference. People are very rich, people are slaves. Huge difference. We will go, we will sold ourselves like slaves and we will work among them. So they, they, they would identify themselves like themselves. 
we will go with them we will sell our bodies we will work hard amongst them we will do and we will instruct them we will remove their misconceptions we will help them to understand the true picture the true image of jesus christ they left their they left their uh, comfort zones and they went to serve the slave people and the slave people come to know god even we see in jesus at deeper level jesus stepped down from heaven to earth to show his mercy to show his mercy his death by crucifixion was one of the most shameful and barbaric modes of execution but it portrays the mercifulness of god's deep mercy i was i was in a conversation with a man and oh, over his forehead there was a mark and he was so wise man like spending time in prayer and bowing his head over the floor and a mark was happened on his forehead and he asked my brother you are praying before your god and you are praying that prayer five times a day you are going before allah and you are saying allah show me the right path allah show me the right path i asked him for how many years you are praying that prayer and he told me for 35 years 35 years and i asked him did you find did you find straight way he has no answer he has no answer then i told him i know a prophet i know a man i know a godly person who knows the way to heaven and he and that person is jesus christ is al masaya when i when i declared and he said but you are talking about the bible and bible is the corrupted word of god it is it is no more valid the noble quran is valid word of god and i asked him how dare you to say that bible is the bible is the corrupted word of god how is it possible even when allah commanded prophet muhammad in surah 1094 if you are in doubt you need to go to the people whom have scripture before so if allah is recommending prophet muhammad how dare you to say that i was i was trying to remove his misconception and he said oh this is the case and i asked i have his whole biography if you want to know if you want to read and he asked i i want to read it and i gave him bible i gave him bible bible has power to remove the objections at deeper level people would come to know lord two days earlier when i i i came here and two days two days earlier i was at the road and i was talking with my wife and i finished my conversation and a man came to me named kartara he was from india and i asked him what thing bring you here why are you here he told me my daughter is here and uh, she sponsored me and i got 10 years multiple visa for two months i am here and then i asked okay what do you feel what how do you differentiate india and uh, india and usa and he told oh there is a huge difference and he said what he told you know when there is rain 
there is no water. Water is no staying on the roads. No muds. No mud. No water. Everything is clear. But in my country, he was saying in my country in India, same is with Pakistan. <laughs> there is flood, flood some situation. And he was telling more things about uh, the goodness of this, this country. And then I said, that's great. And what about gurus? To whom guru you believe? And he said, I believe in this, this guru, in this certain guru, and I believe the Granth Sahab is the most sacred word of God. And I said, okay, from your guru or from your sacred book, did you find anything about that when you will die, where you will be? If you die today, I have to die, you have to die. If you die today, where you will be? And he has no answer. I said, in your book or in your, through your guru, have you ever read or have you ever, uh, have you ever go through from this teaching like you would get saved? And he said, no. I said, I know a prophet. I know a guru. Guru means teacher. I know a guru who has that power to, because this guru gave his word, whoever believe in him will go in heaven. And he was interested to know about that guru. And he asked, you can call that guru in your heart. He will be your Lord. And that was my, that was the time of my amazement. He said, yes, I want to, I want to take that guru. And I asked, you, you need to ask this prayer after me. So I said, you have to pray this prayer, you have to pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, would you please become my guru? Come into my heart. I know you came here to save people. I want to save too. I finished prayer in Jesus' name. And I asked him, when you will be back, you are making plan to go back. When you will be back, find a church. Find a church. This guru talked about salvation. Judas saying we need to remove the misconceptions, the doubts. People are under, under doubtful situ situation. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of fire. Snatching them. How does it work? The word snatching. It's happening at once. In this way. Snatching them. We have a lot of opportunities. God is bringing these people here. We are spending time with them. But we are not opening our lips. And Jude is saying, we need to show merciful act to remove their doubts. And he picturized in such a way, snatch! Snatch them out. They are under fire. They are playing with fire. Living without Jesus is living in fire. Living without Jesus, they are playing with fire. They have, they, have no, they have no power to know Jesus unless Holy Spirit revealed to them or we, his, his agents, the agents and the vessels of his mercy will approach them. We need to approach these people. You know, in John chapter 8, 2 to 11, we see the story of an adulterous woman who was caught up by the Pharisees, the teachers of the law. They brought her to the master and the maker to the Lord. They bring that adulterous woman to Jesus. And what Jesus did? Jesus didn't condemn her. 
he didn't condone her. Instead, he changed her. Jesus showed his mercy, changing her character, changing her view, changing her doubts. He never, he, he didn't condemn her, he never condoned her, but he changed her, changed her. That is what, what mercy requires. We, we, we want to change people so they would become the part of his kingdom. They would be able to get saved. Apostle Jude is stimulating us for that type of mercy that changed the person upside down, touching and shaking one's mindset or worldview. Feed someone with the bread that has been descended from heaven. It's good to feed people, but when you are feeding people, feed in such a way they would be able to know there is a bread, heavenly bread, and they need to take that bread too. Give, drink, give drinks of living water so their thirsty soul could be able to get rest. It's good to provide water bottles, but it's good to give them living water. With, water, with, with a cup of water, with a bottle of water, provide them living water. Jesus is living water, and, and his living water is gushing out from us. When we will start conversation, it happened. Clothe with the clothing of righteousness, and that is only available through Jesus Christ. You know, their eternity would be a terrible place no matter how well we fed them, how, how well we are feeding them, we are taking care of them. They could have spent their eternity into hell having food on their tables, drinking sodas or beer or wine, having nice clothing or living in well-decorated homes if, if they do not have Jesus in their hearts. They would have been delivered to hell if their confused, doubted, and suspicious minds could not have been touched by the merciful acts of two pieces of advice, instruction, and counseling with careful and cautious, admonishing and tender and loving exhortation. We, we need to approach our friends who are here at working places. We need to approach them. It's not just, it, it's not Christianity like just coming once in a week in a church and sing worship songs, give your tithes. That's not total Christianity. That's not. We have to open our lips. We are his witnesses. We are his witnesses to remove their misconceptions. We are his witnesses to bring them into his flow, into his kingdom. With this I want to say, do we, do we pray with deep compassion, desiring their well, that their doubts must go away? Do we? Let's pray. Think about that. How you can approach your friends. How you can take this challenge. To be merciful. To be merciful. Have mercy on people. People are, people are in terrible terrible situation, internationals, even, even people who are, who are so-called Christians, but they have no true picture of Jesus. What about Mormonism? What about 
Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe Jesus is God. We need to help them. We need to remove their doubts. And we are changing agents. We are his vessels of mercy. Let's pray.